0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. At the recent American Association for the Advancement of Science meeting held in Washington, D.C., there were numerous examples of how digital technology has permeated and changed our lives in ways that most of us never would have foreseen. In one session, for example, researcher and author Rosanna Hertz reported on research that she'd done with over 300 children between the ages of 10 and 18 and their parents that resulted in a book called Random Families, Genetic Strangers, Sperm Donor Siblings, and the Creation of New Kin. What did these 300-plus children have in common? They were all conceived through sperm banks. Traditionally, sperm banks do not identify sperm donors, and that's still true. In the past, it was difficult, if not impossible, not to only identify a donor, but also to find out if a child had donor siblings somewhere in the world. While donor identities are still not known, each donor does have a code number, which is known to the families. In recent years, sites have popped up on the internet in which families could post their family's donor number and see if there were others who had the same donor, something that had been practically impossible before the web. Hertz's research chronicled the process and experiences of young people finding that they did have siblings that they never knew about, and how, as groups of those donor siblings met one another and then gathered together as a group, they worked out ways to be families of a sort. For most of those who were interviewed, finding that they had donor siblings was a very positive experience, one made possible by the web. In another session at the conference, scientists and technologists discussed the current state of and current problems associated with what are commonly referred to as killer robots. So just what is a killer robot? From the perspective of the people on this panel, a killer robot is any artificial intelligence device that can wield deadly force without human agency. The fancy and supposedly less scary name often used by governments and device manufacturers is lethal autonomous weapons systems, or laws. We'll go with killer robots. Back in 2013, then U.N. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon asked this question, Is it morally acceptable to delegate decisions about the use of lethal force to such systems? If their use results in a war crime or serious human rights violation, who would be legally responsible? If responsibility cannot be determined as required by international law, is it legal or ethical? to deploy such systems, end quote. That is a very big question. And so far, six years later, there's no agreed upon answer to the question. Yet the development of these weapons continues apace. With the very unfortunate exception of robots deployed in the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea, there are to date no serious deployments of such killer robot weapons. There are, of course, weapons such as unmanned drones, which are currently being used by the US and a few other countries that can rain down missiles and death from high in the skies. These drones, however, don't qualify as killer robots because they're still piloted by humans, even if those humans are sitting in air-conditioned trailers in Nevada, rather than on the front lines of battle in Afghanistan or Syria. But as Secretary Ban Ki-moon asked, what happens if an autonomous weapon, say a drone, makes a determination without any human input or control? That a gathering of people on the ground is a group of supposed terrorists rather than, say, a wedding party in which people shoot their rifles in the air as a sign of celebration. And the drone then decides to launch a missile that kills a hundred people, half of whom are women and children. Who's responsible, under international law, for those deaths? The killer robot's programmer? The soldier who pushed it out on a runway somewhere and pressed the start button? The general who oversees all activity in that region? Who? The same question can, of course, be asked about a lot of other current uses of AI, or artificial intelligence. If no one can explain why an AI algorithm decides that one of us doesn't get a job, or a loan, or bail, all currently real-life situations, that can have a devastating impact on a person's life. But it doesn't take that person's life. A missile is a different kind of problem. A lot of scientists think that's the case. Back in 2015, over 20,000 of them including 3,000 artificial intelligence researchers, signed a letter that said, in part, quote, Artificial intelligence technology has reached a point where the deployment of such systems is, practically, if not legally, feasible within years, not decades, and the stakes are high. Autonomous weapons have been described as the third revolution in warfare after gunpowder and nuclear arms. The key question for humanity today is whether to start a global AI arms race or to prevent it from starting. Starting a military AI arms race is a bad idea and should be prevented by a ban on offensive autonomous weapons beyond meaningful human control." End quote. The current UN Secretary General agrees, as do 28 countries that have already called for a ban on killer robots. The U.S. is, so far, not among them. As some of the panelists at the AAAS meeting pointed out, trying to ban the underlying technologies that are used in killer robots is a lost cause. There are simply too many other positive uses of those underlying technologies to try to choke off development of the technologies themselves. Instead, a full-out ban on the use of killer robots is In the opinion of most observers, the only chance of keeping those weapons from being used by governments and just as chilling, in the words of the 2015 letter, quote, it will only be a matter of time until they appear on the black market and in the hands of terrorists, dictators wishing to better control their populace, warlords wishing to perpetuate ethnic cleansing, etc., end quote. Killer robots are closer to being real today than when those words were written four years ago. Agreement about how to control them, alas, is not. Digital technology can be a wonderful thing that makes new kinds of communication possible, as in the case of donor siblings finding one another, or makes new kinds of horror possible, as in the case of AI-controlled killer robots. We'll do our best to keep an eye on developments, for better or worse, in our increasingly digital world, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.